Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. <laughs> Episode 102 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago, type that in, True Chicago, and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. Get that discount. That's TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my boy, E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Hey, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Then tell your friends and they'll tell their friends and we can all be friends. Listen, if you like the content, share it with your people, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers. If you like what we do, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you sw- smile, if it gives you any type of emotion at all, share it on and, and uh, share the joy with your friends like I do. Z, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. A little little tired from the uh, road trip, but we'll get into the road <laughs> trip a little bit later. But uh, uh, it's been busy. I mean, it's a busy week for me. I know I'm on vacation, but I'm I'm trying to keep myself busy. My mom had a uh, her, her Jeep had uh, to get uh, some radiate not the radiator. I always figure what the party was. Either way, it got it replaced. She's on the road again. She's able to go wherever the hell she wants to go now without any issues, dude. Her, I don't know if I mentioned this. Her truck is a 2011 Jeep, two door. It's got 26 thousand miles on it. Oh my god, that's, that's a, it. That's a brand new engine. I mean, How is that even possible? Because she her, she works a mile away from the house. Ah, uh, okay. So by the time okay. the you know the Jeep heats up, it's time to you know just power down. So she really doesn't drive that much, and then she goes what to, to the grocery stores and maybe shopping or maybe you know to see her friend's house. It's not that much. And then she's been to Atlanta or or Florida or something like that once, and she took the Jeep. So you can five thousand of those miles or something are from traveling. So uh, she doesn't drive much. So but. That's done. Uh, now it's, it's time for me to get uh, back into to the groove of cleaning my own place after coming back from vacation. Uh, but bowling, bowling, bowling. Yes, we're talking about balls. Bowling balls. It, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, bowling on Wednesdays over at Diversity. Shout out to my guys. Uh, it's been getting a little bit frustrating, man. Um, we have a fourth. It's a, it's a four-man team. And uh, one of our guys first is like his daughter's uh 
birthday celebration and then he got sick and then he had covid so he's been gone for like four or five weeks um and i get stuff happens and you you know it's but the other thing is that we're, we're losing by you know within 100 points uh and and he's our anchor so he's the one that should be he bowls over 200 so if he was there we'd be winning so right now we're in like second to last place we're fighting everybody off but uh we're losing to teams because they have very high handicaps and uh we we don't have that uh luxury i mean i have a high handicap because i've been bowling like shit this entire uh summer season uh but i I, you know i'm a slow starter i'm a slow starter you know i'm an old buick i need to warm up i need time to warm up you know (laughs) so i mean for me right now that i'm back home after our road trip which was amazing uh it's time it's time to clean yeah i want to get this apartment cleaned up you know I, i i live here alone with my dog and it's just uh it's a lot of work for one person to clean everything yeah, it's it, but you're the only one making the mess. That's the problem. So I know, I know. You know, that's the problem. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I know we talked to you, talked to you guys over the weekend, but my dryer keeps messing up for the forty fifth time. Yeah, and, and that's an issue, you know. And then um, we have a sewer issue where we can't wash too many times before it gets full, and then you empty out the sewer manually. So it, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So I'm, I'm, you know, I try to take one uh, catastrophe at a time. Um, so. Right now, my main concern is cleaning up this office because it's a pigsty right now because everything was dumped in here to clean the rest of the place. And my closet, I got to organize my shoes and, and get rid of clothes that I, I don't wear anymore. I mean, you know, you go to the back of the closet, you haven't seen those things in, in, in months and years. You're like, hey, look at this shirt. I haven't even seen this in forever. Yeah, that's when you start trying on things. You're like, yep, I know why I haven't seen it in forever. That's right, because it fits like a midriff now. Yeah, this is before I used to <laughs> need a training bra. That's how that works. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I got a lot of shit over here that uh, I haven't worn in years. And, and it's one of those things where like, eh, I remember I used to like this shirt. Or, oh, I, I, when it gets warm, I'll wear it. And then I never wear it because, you know, you have your rotation, right? You and do. Then you, get something, you work that into the rotation and something else gets kicked out and... Yeah, I mean that's that's just how it works. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you at least you have central air. I have no central air, so like my office is all the way in the back of the apartment, and the AC is all the way in the front of the apartment in the living room. So there's no AC in the office right now, so the door has to be open. Usually, it's closed to not let sound in, but it's it's hot. I live in a tin can, man. I live in a tin can, and it is like I think it's like 75 degrees outside, but it's like 90 in here. You know, if I were you, I, I would use that as the reason why you don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. The, I haven't cooked in over a year in this place because because whenever I come over, I'm like, "Hey, that's a nice shelf." You're like, "No, that's the stove." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I keep, there's books in the damn oven, <laughs> nice and organized. <laughs> How was your week, brother? I know you had a long, exciting week, and uh, you had a couple of nail biters. Look, man. Uh, Last show we talked about the uh, the playoffs coming up for the softball team, and let me tell you, we had an absolutely phenomenal week. Uh, first off, Tuesday was the first game of the playoffs for the twelve U softball, and you know we took the W. It was it was a lower seeded team; they were there because they had to be there, right? That was just how the rankings went. Uh, and then uh, in game two on uh, Thursday, we had uh, faced the other twelve U team in our organization. Uh, we beat them the first game of the season. We beat them in the last game of the season, and we beat them in the playoffs as well. We took the clean sweep against them and on their way i want to say they took out uh the one team that kind of cheated us out of a win in the end actually that's not true that's not true because it was the championship it was a championship the team we played in the championship was the one that took out the the team that uh that stole our perfect season from us and uh once again we beat them too so we (laughs) beat the number one team that was undefeated a few weeks ago 
And we also beat them again in the championship, ladies and gentlemen. And don't get me wrong, it was a burn burner. We went back and forth. And, uh, you know, six innings in that 12 softball. So going to the top of the six, we were up 15 to nine. And we weren't perfect by any means, but we had two outs. We had two strikes three different times. But our closer finished the game on a third strike, made that girl look at that pitch and not win a swing because she was scared. Our girls took the title, winning 15 to 11. This was an absolutely amazing experience from top to bottom, starting all the way back in January. You know, little practices in the gym, finally getting outside, freezing our asses off, having a whole week of games rescheduled due to rain and just, you know, coming. The further you go in the year, the hotter the games get, right? So that last week was just hot, hot, hot. Uh, but absolutely amazing experience. I couldn't be more proud of these girls Coach Tom Geiger, who we've had on the show before, uh, head coach Lindsey Boreas, amazing coach. You know, I talked about her a little bit before. Her mom was a coach when she was young, coached to a championship. Her daughter's on the team. I always talk about the importance of having a female coach, especially for younger uh, girls, a 12U team full of girls. Amazing. Everyone did their part. Everyone did a great job. I mean, we were jumping up and down like we won the World Series. It was just absolutely amazing. Well, it is their World Series. They don't know any better. That, that, that is their perspective. This is the biggest game of my life until this point. So for them, it is the World Series. And then for you as, as a father and a coach, you're 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 living vicariously through them. And, right. and, and, and you're like, oh, my God, I mean, I'm so elated that they have this experience that you may or may not have had as a child. You know, because we, we grew up completely different. You know, we didn't have yeah, yeah, yeah. AAU stuff. We were like, hey, knock on your door. Let's get seven other guys out there and let's go play right. some baseball, you know, or softball, whatever it was. We didn't have that experience. So for you to experience her her grit and her determination and the amount of work that she put in and to see the growth from last year to this year. And then they can actually say we were here last year and now we're champions because we put in the hard work now anything that you say from this point forward to the girls is going to be gospel because you've won a championship because you've been to the mountaintop and now they trust you when you say hey this is what you're supposed to be doing instead of be like yeah i don't know about that now they're like okay coach said this i'm doing this you know one thing i will say is that uh a couple of different things right not just one because why would I ever just say one thing? Right? You know better than that. But a couple of things I'll say is that number one, you know, it, it, a lot of times what I find is that uh, when it comes to youth sports, parents are so quick to bring their kid up to the next level, right? You got to complete the level you're at, right? Hey, the, the thing that I've been saying all year, I might have even said in the show. Sometimes you're a freshman, sometimes you're a senior, but you're still a high schooler till you're done, right? So if you are in the 12U level, if you're in the 10U level, play 10U until you're no longer eligible. That gets all of those rules, all that, all that skill set behind. You know, be, uh, uh, it, you grow yeah. every time, yeah. right? You have to complete the level. So don't, oh, you know, my kid's 11. They kind of did good last year. Let's shove them up to 12. You you got a whole nother, if, depending on where the birthday is, you got another uh, year of eligibility. Don't just jump the gun because you were kind of good. Experience being the big dog, right? Yeah. It's important to be the, 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 the senior too because you're going to be a freshman all over again. Yeah. When half of this team moves up to a 14U level, hey, they're going to have to... Uh, be playing against girls that are bigger than them girls that have been in 14 you for two years already because of the way the birthdays work and stuff like that so i mean you, it, it's important to experience both ends of the spectrum right and you know i the, on the the, the semi-final game 
with 11 girls in the team, two girls sit every inning. And I went up to each and every one of them when they were in the dugout during their break. And I explained to them how proud I was and told them why I was proud and what they've approved on. And and I'm I'm different than other coaches. And, and I don't know if it's just because we have a female coach and I'm a little bit more sensitive. I got two daughters, right? I'm a little bit more sensitive to being a big guy talking down to these little girls. But I, I have I have a, a method and I call it the sandwich method, right? Whoa. It's a compliment, it is a criticism, and you end with a compliment, right? Hey, great job, way to go, this and that. Next time, look for this, look for that, look for that. But overall, you did a great job. Let's keep keep it going. Yeah. But I've seen other coaches and while they're in the thing, what are you doing? You can't do that. And don't get me wrong, my emotions inside are screaming that. Yeah. I'm like, you know, ugh, turn around and and you know. Shake my fist like the old man, shake your fist at the sky type shit. But at the same time, these are kids, they're growing. Yeah. And one of the most important lessons that I try to instill in them every day you wake up, you do something different than you did the day before. It might be a little bit the same, but it is a little bit different. So take whatever experience that you gained that day and apply it to the next one. Every game, every practice, every year. When you go from first to second grade, second to third, you take whatever knowledge you gained the year before and you apply it to the next one and you just keep stacking knowledge. Keep stacking your experiences. Yeah. Learn from grow the, from them. 100 percent 100 percent When I when I the way you're talking about it, same thing when I'm teaching. I'm like, you don't build a house. You don't start with the roof, right? You don't start with the little triangle first and put the roof down and then build a house on top of it. It just doesn't work that way. You cannot be at the top without putting a great foundation to hold your roof up. And that's very simple. Simple to that that relates to, to baseball, to softball, any sport really, and it relates to education and it's life. You've got to put on a good foundation for you to stand on, for you to for you to hold your your house, for you to move forward. You can't you can't build the third floor without the first floor. You've got to go in levels. So, like you were saying, if you're in ten U, twelve U, fourteen U, whatever level you're at, enjoy that level. It, it take all the experiences in, become the senior person. So that because that gives you some sense of responsibility as well. It makes you grow as a person when you have responsibility. When you're the elder statement and you have to check the rest of the team, and you're the team captain, that's responsibility and that builds character. And that's something that a lot of students, a lot of a lot of student athletes don't do. It's not just that; it's the parents, right? They're so anxious oh, to get to the next, the next yeah. level. I mean, the, the, the parents are the worst. Like I'm yeah. just telling you, the, the parents are the ones that are pushing for that stuff. But I'll tell you what: our group of parents that we had this year, they were really, really great, very gracious, very thankful for what we were able to bring to them, bring to to the organization. I mean, we we won a championship. The ten U level won a championship right before us. Uh, the softball program in, in my neck of the woods is looking real good right now. And uh, you know, I, I like I said. I, I just couldn't be more proud. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Tom, Steve, you know, uh, all, all the parents, everyone that's helped out during, during your, and, um, you know, it, this has just been a phenomenal experience. And I was glad that I was able to experience that with my daughter. And, and I told them at the end of the game, I said, look, this is one of those things that you're going to remember 20, 40, you know, 60 years from now, you're going to run, run into each other down the street. You haven't even seen each other for 10 years, 15 years. Hey, 
remember when we won it all. Even if you never accomplished anything like to this extent ever again in your life, this is the one moment right now when you were 12 years old. This hopefully will have an impact on you for the rest of your life. And I'll tell you one thing that was very poignant that that Coach Tom said. Coach Tom, he's been on here before. He is a hockey coach who's experienced um, with just the coaching in general, how to treat them, how to let them accept defeat, how to let them not get their heads too big. You know, and I always tell him, I was like, look, whatever you did, whether it was good or bad, forget that. We're on to the next. This is great. On to the next. This was bad. On to the next. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. But one thing that Coach Tom did say at the end, and I completely agree with that sentiment, I'm really glad that it happened, and I'm really sad that it's over. And I'm looking to the future, and I'm hoping that we uh, can build on it in fall ball and keep it going. But it was just a fantastic, fantastic experience. And let me say this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for some experience, it's summer, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might need a fresh start. Let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for its telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of Astound and Comcast. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on Careers to Apply Today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Please go get a job. This week, we talk about our road trip to STL to go see the Cubbies take on the cards and finish off their series win. The White Sox struggling to stay above 500 while facing the lowly Orioles. The Bulls stand pat and make their pick at 18 in the NBA draft, plus much more in the loop. And of course, stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now, for today's stories. All right, story number one. Oh, man, this this one made headlines everywhere, brother. Story number one. Coach dives into the pool to rescue an American swimmer, Anita Alvarez, at the World Championships. So American swimmer Anita Alvarez was rescued from the bottom of the pool by her coach, at the FINA World Aquatic Championships in Budapest, Hungary, after she lost consciousness. consciousness. Uh, Coach Andrea Fuentes jumped into the pool after she saw the 25-year-old artistic swimmer sink at to the bottom uh, at the end of a routine in the women's solo free event, free event on Wednesday. Alvarez was doing really good. Thursday, and medical tests showed that she was under control. So, uh she was doing some synchronizing swimming so she was holding her breath for a very long time she ended up passing out and the lifeguards were not paying attention and the coach dove in after and I think one of the one of the guys um, one of the guys from the guys team dove in uh, to help out the, the coach to bring her back up um, I mean this is a good story because your coach is supposed to be paying attention to her at all the time um, but it looks like that she's uh, uh, Alvarez is uh, the yeah yeah, yeah, Anita Alvarez has, has passed out before while competing. I think she passed out last year in the um, qualification for the Olympics. 
You know, this is, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. As a coach, I mean, you're constantly, you, you essentially become a parent to these to these kids, to oh, these yeah. players, whoever it is, you know what I mean, your swimmers, um, and you're constantly looking out, watching for them. I mean, you, you get close to these to these individuals, and you feel like you have a responsibility to take care of them and look over them at all times, look after them at all times. So, I mean, it, it, honestly, like it sounds like this coach absolutely knew her swimmer, and uh, she, she was there to save her life. Uh, uh, you know, from what I heard about the story, what I read, it, you know, the uh, the lifeguards, the people that were there to both uh, supposedly be uh, the safeguards for for the swimmers, really just were in shock and really didn't know what to do. I mean, that's literally the one thing you're there for. You had one job. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, and I, that's something that, like, I think we've I've did mention to you before. Like, the best job in the world is to be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna, at the Olympics and I'm a lifeguard for the swimming event. Yeah, these guys are, <laughs> you know, that's the best job. You just sit on your ass and watch everybody swim. But I, and I. I think that's what happened they're so complacent of just sitting down and just like and collecting a nice little check and did not react the way they should have because as a lifeguard you have to be on your pins and needles and you're watching everything uh just in case something goes wrong but again you become complacent because nothing has ever gone wrong right right Hey, but look, hey, shout out to that coach, and, and uh, I, I hope the uh, the swimmer is doing well. It sounds like she is, so I'm, I'm hoping that she can get back in the competition real soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right, story number two. I think we talked about some alligators this weekend, too. Alligator kills person near Myrtle, Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. This is insane. Uh, a person was killed by an alligator near Myrtle Beach. Uh, the alligator took hold of a person near the edge of a retention pond this past Friday, according to Facebook posts from the Horry County Police Department, which responded to the scene. Following the attack at the Myrtle Beach Golf Club uh, and Yacht Club, the alligator returned to the retention pond. <laughs> uh, the victim's body was recovered from the pond and the alligator was removed and euthanized. Uh, this is according to the police. Investigation is still underway. Uh, the vit- victim's identity still and cause of death have not been released. I mean, the gator. Oh, was, hold up, hold they, up, hold they, up. How do you the not know? Right, the gator was there, seen, took him into the pond. They got ate by an alligator. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Uh, this alligator is lucky because most animals do not get a last meal, right? They just like, <laughs> you're gone. So this sucker got him a, a tasty snack on the way out. What are you doing? Look, uh, here, 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 I'm going to be honest with you, right? So my pops uh, been living in Florida for almost 20 years now, about 20 years. And uh, there is a man-made lake in the back over there. He used to go fishing, but it used to be a gator. And he's, again, Florida. It used to be a gator over there. And that sucker would come come around. You see his eyes poking up out the water. And my, my pops used to fuck with him all the time. He used to sit there and, and cast out his his uh, his reel out there and try to hit that <laughs> try to hit that guy in the head. He's like, come and get me. But, uh, yeah, and he's seen him, like, you see him up in land every once in a while. And I, I think eventually they, uh, they, got, they got rid of that guy. But, I mean, look, man, uh, uh, w- I mean, you really can't be messing around with these things. And, and you can't get that close. I mean, you're going to tell me that you never seen that sucker coming up on you? I mean, they walk pretty slow. Like, if you're near the water, then they they can swim up pretty fast and, and make an, an attack on you. But if they're on the land, they're not that fast. So you can run away. So they that person must have been really close or in the water to be dragged into the water. Yeah, I mean, that's just tempting fate right there. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was suicide by alligator. Who the hell knows? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, someone's going to make tacos out of that tail. Oh. <laughs> Story number three. Oh, boy. Hey, you sell Girl Scouts cookies? Hell no. Okay, just check it. I eat them. Uh, yeah, I know you do. Girl Scout cookie scam. Dad and daughter wanted for taking money for never delivering orders. This is according to the police. 
uh, I don't even know how to say this because this is from Long Island. Is it Patugi? Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, police in Long Island are investigating a, cook, a cookie hustle after in, this is involving a father and daughter duel. Police believed went door to door asking for money on the spot and promising to deliver Girl Scout cookie orders. Uh, Kevin Zawalski uh, said back in April, a friendly girl who was about five or six years old approached him at the home asking if he'd like to buy some Girl Scout cookies. As a former Boy Scout, Zolowski said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy, happy to contribute. That is not the reason you buy Girl Scout cookies. You buy Girl Scout cookies because they're, they're delicious. delicious. Yeah, they're why. delicious. They ain't got shit to do with you being a Boy Scout. Look, <laughs> stop that shit right there. <laughs> he gave the girl 20 bucks, ordered four boxes, uh, um, <laughs> while a man who said uh, he was a girl's father stayed on the street smoking. <laughs> Uh, police now believe the father and daughter team were running a cookie scam at the Girl Scouts of Su- uh, Suffolk County, Suffolk. Yeah, so yeah, whatever. Suffolk, yeah, 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 sure. So. It's it's fucking Long Island. Um, <laughs> uh, urging victims to uh, for everybody who's a victim to file a police report. I mean, this is this reminds me of was it Matt, uh, the movie with uh, um, uh, not Kevin Spacey, the, the other guy. Uh, oh, th- let me tell you something. This Matchbox. reminds me. This Matchbox. reminds me of Despicable Me when Gru has them <laughs> little girls go up to the thing. Who you want to buy some cookies? I'm gonna steal your whole shit. That's what this is. First of all, you can't arrest that girl. She's five. Unless right. this is like a, a, a midget. I mean, or a very short midget. Um, yeah, I said it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like this is not this is not a grown ass person. It's the dude. First of all, he. I mean. They're in Long Island. He probably bummed that smoke from the girl in the first place. And that's why he's sitting on the fucking curb, right? He's like, damn, I don't want her to see. <laughs> I don't want her to see I took her lucky. So, I mean, this is some nonsense right here. How how you not, what do you mean ordering the cookies? Usually these girls get the cookies. you supposed to get the cookies in advance and then walk up and be like, hey, uh, you need to buy these cookies. I got way too many cookies. I got about 15 boxes of these Thin Mints and uh, all they're doing is making me thick. So you got to come and buy some of these joints. <laughs> I mean, if she sound like, do you want to buy some cookies? Yeah, yeah, man. Any <laughs> like, cigarettes got replaced, right? <laughs> that little girl's probably vaping fucking, uh, you know, uh, chocolate ice cream or whatever. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, uh, no, it reminded me of... Uh, why can't I think of the fucking actor? Jesus. Uh, it, it's Ma- The movie's called Matchbox. It's like him and his daughter doing fucking crime. Anyways, but either way, um, yeah, this is this is crazy. I mean, uh, if I'm buying cookies, I'm buying from a reputable person, which means I know them for more than like five years, um, and I'm not buying through Facebook. I'm buying in person. Hey, if a little girl is selling uh, Girl Scout cookies for more than five years, uh, she is doing it to support a different habit. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. She's like, uh, yeah. So I got these, uh, <laughs> I got these Samoas, but also. Um, Back here, I got the edibles, like the real shit. What you want? <laughs> right, these are the what edibles. Some fourteen-year-old yeah. selling fucking Girl Scout cookies. Black. Like, I got the, I got the. You want the cookies or you want the cookies? <laughs> hey, but don't knock the hustle, man. Shit. Hey, especially in New York, that's just legal everywhere. I mean, we talked about that. It just, it just, it's like a perfume in the air. Anything to cover the smell of that dirty ass hot garbage <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> Your New York is my Ohio, huh? Oh, no, I love New York. It was a lot of fun. I'm just saying it stinks like shit. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> your, your, your Ohio is my Indiana, okay? Oh, Indiana no, one, no, one, no one likes fucking Indiana. That's what they yeah, don't That's my it. point. That's Somebody, my point. They don't have anything. Uh, whatever. Anyway, whatever. All right. <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey. 
you Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Oh boy. Oh boy. Ooh. Ooh. I got goosebumps. Oh, I love it. Okay, here it comes. You hear it? You hear it? It's coming. Yeah. It, it dropped. I guess that was all we had. That's so all anyways. we had. Oh boy. You know the rest of the song. <laughs> <laughs> With the 18th pick of the 2022 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select Dalen Terry, sophomore guard from Arizona. Uh, hey, it looks like a good pick. We're going to see where he's going to fit in. But uh, in his introductory press conference, Terry spoke about his love for basketball and his excitement about joining the Bulls. He said, I love basketball. I have loved basketball since I was born. I don't know how you can do that, but sure. Um, I breathe, sleep, and cry, and everything basketball. I play basketball every day, but for my birthday, I wanted to play basketball again. I love it. Okay. I love it. Hey, uh, no, 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 hold up. He's a hold basketball up. head. It's not even about, you already know, you over here talking about, oh, okay, sure. Hey, look, this is the type of attitude that you want out of a, a young kid, a sophomore who did not get, you know, he wasn't good and good, quote unquote, good enough to get drafted after his freshman year, right? So this guy went back to school um, and, and, you know, completed his sophomore year, which already makes him older in the NBA than the rest of his draft class, pretty much. But I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, this is the kind of mentality that I, uh, that I want. Uh, you need a dog, you need someone that's absolutely in love with the thing that he does. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It's just I, I think he's going to be part of the rotation, uh, the second unit rotation. He's he went to Arizona, so it's a good basketball school. He's a he's a small he's a tall small guard because he's six and a six seven and a quarter. Like you said, he's nineteen. He's one hundred ninety five pounds. He's got to put a little bit yeah. more weight on it. His weak span is seven feet. Um, yeah. yeah, he he averaged eight points, four rebounds, three assists. Um, so it's not a lot of scoring. But he was 20, 21, 22, pack 12, all defense. And that's something that's valuable to us. 
But here's the thing too is that you gotta this this shit right here should remind you very much of Patrick Williams because Patrick Williams playing for Florida State was a sixth man right and he, and so he didn't get a lot of opportunity because right. of the the talent his team was stacked yeah. and it's the same thing with this kid Terry I mean Arizona has always had a good basketball program for a very long time right so I mean you look at a kid like this you look at that wingspan which is what I'm excited about you look at a guy if he can be a a, a tenacious defender right he's a guy that you know that that's what they need on this team because you don't have a lot of dogs on this team and we talked about that before yeah i mean the dogs are were hurt this year you know caruso and ball those are your defensive dogs and they were hurt most of the year so if he can soak up half of what they are their, their his first couple of years he's going to be just fine because he's one of those players if you looked at his highlights that he was in the passing lanes he was aggressive he was fighting over screens to get past uh, uh to the you know the defender and to get to to the ball so like you said he he is a dog and he's got a high motor and that's what the uh, the front office looked for yeah absolutely and and on his first day in chicago uh you know billy donovan and uh ak you know they both praised the former arizona player for his high motor and his athleticism uh, both those features are going to help the bulls perimeter defense which they need to show up those rotations like you said without lonzo ball and and, and uh and AC because you know both of those guys I'm still worried about Lonzo Ball I mean like that knee it, it never really seemed to get better this guy has never played a full season he's always hurt and uh I don't know man I, I look it, I know that Mike Logic wanted uh, a Lonzo Ball on this team so bad but I mean I think that we looked at what he was able to do when he was healthy and we needed that down the stretch and if he can't be healthy then what is the point of it at all yeah I completely agree what I've been hearing is that he's uh he's an LA and he's working out and he's got his own team he's got his own doctors and everything and the Bulls are weekly sending their doctor over there to confirm and uh, watch him and do everything so like they're spending lots of money to send a doctor to go watch Lonzo Ball to make sure he's okay for that investment you, ha you have to I mean you, you know you, it's an you investment, tagged him yeah. as, as, your, as your point guard of the future you know what I mean like that that's the guy that's supposed to drive your ship right and you know if you don't drive the ship ain't gonna be no ship yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest thing right now, especially with free agent. We're recording Monday, uh, uh, but, you know, free agency is at midnight. So, you know, 1201 right. Tuesday morning, you know, it's going to be a free agent uh, a frenzy. And, you know, we have we already we're going to talk about a little bit of Zach Levine right now, but there's tons of, of players that are going to be available for, to fill a lot of roles that we have needs for. Yep. And, you know, maybe there's some trades that are that, that can be made that you know if you don't have the confidence in Lonzo Ball you're gonna say we're gonna go in a different direction they're, they're not, no they're, there's no way that they're moving on from Lonzo Ball this early look I, I'll say this I don't think I mean, so but no. they could like if they wanted KD or something that, that's not gonna happen oh, I, I don't care that. I know that it's not gonna happen but look uh, you know talking about this pick I mean it's easy to see what uh, would intrigue the Bulls about Terry right he a self-proclaimed big guard uh, with that measurements that leave the door open to blossom into a gritty uh, defensive wing with the playmaking chaps, which are at a premium in the modern NBA. Uh, he already took one really cool step forward, fitting in with his jersey number selection. He picked number 25, a nod to former Chicago high school talent Ben Wilson. Everyone knows that story if you're from Chicago. And uh, that's Steve Kerr's number two. So, you know, Steve Kerr's up to, what, nine championships now? So, I mean, like, hey, anything you can do to mimic a guy with that kind of pedigree, I'm with it, man. Yeah, definitely. That's always going to be a great story. Uh, that's the reason Derek Rose, when he went to uh, New York, were 25 as well. Um, so just a, a nod to Ben Wilson, you know, being from Chicago. And then the Steve Kerr thing, I mean, like, that's just a coincidence. Steve Kerr had no, no idea that 
you know, Ben Wilson was wearing 25. I don't think he chose no, that number I'm for that reason. No, I'm saying this kid took that number for that reason. No, he did. Yeah, I'm not saying Steve. I'm saying Steve Kerr didn't know nothing about that. Anyways, <laughs> he's going to be an immediate fit because of the, 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 the bench that we have is so thin and so underdeveloped and so mediocre. Uh, uh, the rest of the guys that we have there, he's already up improving. Gone. That bench is gone. They, they, a lot of those guys had one-year deals, so now they're going to be fit. That's, that's what, that's, when we talk about free agency, I mean, y- yeah, we, we talk about Zach Levine all day, but I mean, the, the key right now is how you're going to fill out that bench because most of those guys were on a one-year deal. I mean, you know, you're looking at the, the Jones and, and – and guys like that, they, yeah. they, they're not going to be around. They're already gone. Yeah, I was talking like the, the Javante Greens, the Tony Browns, the Derek Jones Jr., and the Tony Bradley's. Yeah, like he, they're, he's they're already Jones, ahead of those guys. Bradley, garbage, garbage, garbage. That's what I'm saying. He's already ahead as far as talent wise. He's already above them. He, he's going to be right behind uh, Io uh, and, and getting minutes. He, he's definitely going to be one of those uh, high motor guys. He's going to play defense. He's long, so he's going to be able to do, provide that defense that we need. He's going to be able to rebound as a guard so think about like how Alonzo always pulls down like six to eight rebounds you're going to expect that same thing but at a smaller rate because he's coming off the bench he's going to have to put in some work uh, as far as filling out he's going to have to put in work on his shot because it's a small volume of the, or if you look at his numbers it's based on a small volume his mid-range is garbage he doesn't have a mid-range it's a push floater that you know he he was like one for I don't know, one for 15. Very, very low numbers. He's strong at the rim. He can finish very well. His three per three point percentage is, is a little low, uh, and he'll need to work on that. And his biggest other knock is that he cannot shoot while moving. He has to be his feet have to be set. So maybe his his first year, he's gonna be one of those guys that sits in a corner of the three-point line and pops it from there. I mean, that's a still uh, that's definitely a skill that he can develop. I mean, you, you look at if they can get him into a guy that's moving constantly, like Steph Curry does, like Ray Allen did before he just became a statue standing in the corner late in his career. I mean, you know, this is definitely a guy that they can develop. And th- the thing is, too, is like you you don't he's not a guy that they are, they have to one hundred percent rely on, right? No. They're really they're really counting on what they have in the starting five right now. And one of the most important pieces of that starting five is is going to be Zach Levine and. Uh, AK came out and he says, "You look. I hope we hope that Zach is going to be here for a long time. Nothing has changed." And and you know he came out. Of course, the the the, uh, the press conference is about the rookie, but there's no way they couldn't talk about Zach, right? Because there's been a lot of rumors. Of, is he going to go to Dallas? Is he possibly going to go to LA and play with LeBron? Um, you know, there was a lot of noise that was made out there. And you know, uh, uh, AK he wants to keep intact this core that helped them get to the playoffs for the first time in forever, right? You know. Levine is in there with two, uh, 24.4 average. That's what we need out of a guy. That's what we need right there. He had a four-year, $78 million contract, uh, $78 million contract. That's up. So now they're going to sit there and they got to decide, am I going to give you the max? Am I going to give you super max? And I'm pretty sure they're going to end up giving that super max because that's where, that's how they keep him on this team and not loading weights to some of these other teams that are are a little bit ahead of the bulls right now you look at you think about zach levine on a team with luka Doncic, right that, that right there exactly right there so i mean you know you don't you, you don't even think about uh, phoenix anymore uh deandre ayton is another player we were seeing um there i, I forget I, I forget who it was that was like getting hot to try to bring him over and then kind of cooled off from him um we, we've even heard things about derrick rose possibly going to the uh the milwaukee bucks, bucks yeah. i think that's a player they need to go after so i mean like right now i think they're um 
their main focus is is Zach. But the problem is, is that we're worried about his knee, right? I mean, that's the question right there because you'd have to give him a five-year deal, right? And uh, the most he can get from any other team is 157 million. But from the Bulls, it would be like 212. Yeah. So do you give a guy that has knee issues, has had knee issues his whole career, 212 million dollar for a five-year contract? That's the question. Is that what it takes to? Levine back if it is is that something that you would be willing to do yeah you've got to go he's got youth and youth and uh and he's got he built up experience on his side so you do and then you've seen what he can do when he's explosive he can take over a game i just think that his knee was at 70 percent or less the entire season and he had no lift and uh, and you saw that towards the end of the season and and he had no lift at all and then demar Derozan had to carry the team and at some point the weight was too much so you're looking at zach levine at 100 percent. you saw him last year not not this past season but the one before that where it was just him and vooch doing the pick and rolls and all that and you've seen zach take over games you've seen that he can shoot the three and when he gets hot he's super hot and when he wants to drive to the hole there's no one that can stop him because he can out jump just about everybody so you give, you gotta give him that money because you can see you see the potential in the superstar that he can be. Now the issue is that we have very similar pieces on our team right now that are in in, in as far as like um, uh, attributes they have the same attributes so it, they mesh well at some point but it's a lot of redundancy. Um, him him and Demar need to. Be, be a little bit better as far as like, oh, you take one and I take one. You take one and I take one. No. I mean, you guys be in the flow of the that, offense. Look what Steph and Clay do. The, the ebb and flow, the Batman and Robin, you got to have a Batman and a Batman, right? You can't have one guy step back. And I talked about it last year where they all had Michael Jordan syndrome where they, uh, DeMar DeRozan gets the ball in his hand and they all just stand around to see what, he, what he's mm-hmm. going to do. That includes Zach Levine. Zach Levine kind of definitely took a step back. And I, honestly, like, I don't know if it has to do with basketball IQ. I don't know if it's just him not thinking ahead as what he can do to put himself in a better position to take some pressure off of DeMar DeRozan. But, I mean, it, I think also the thing with his knee, that, that takes away some of his confidence as well, right? So, I mean, you know, you look at the fact that the Bulls were leading the East most of the season, right? I mean, at least, had, what, up up until the All-Star break? To yep. the point where uh, uh, I think Billy Donovan and, and his coaching staff were the uh were the coaches for the all for the all-star game right so the thing is is that you looked at them sitting at first place most of the year and then they finished sixth right like i think what what did we predict fourth place is the best yeah. we thought they were going to get and they yeah. ended up going sixth. so i mean like you know hey law of averages you're kind of there right so i mean but at, at the same time you know the the we don't know we don't know what's going to happen because they they don't have they don't have the draft capital to sit here and fill in fill in holes, right? Uh, they didn't have a second round pick this year, so you can't back it up. I mean, they pulled off, you know, every team pulls off a couple guys that did not get drafted. We saw, I think, Scottie Pippen Jr. go to the Lakers. Uh, some someone else, someone else's kid went to the Lakers as well. Shucks. So I mean, look. I, th- I think that the big thing here for the Bulls is what's going to happen tonight, uh, free agency when it starts. And uh, look, uh, when we talk about the Bulls next week, this is going to be a whole different team, I think. Most definitely. I mean, it's going to be a signing fr- a frenzy. I, re- I really think that they will make uh, a couple of additions. And I'm looking at the free agent list. And there's guys like, you know, DeAndre Agent that we talked about. I don't know if we can afford him after signing Zach for the, for the max. Um, you're looking at... Um, do you still want to bring Thaddeus Young back? I mean, it might be a little bit too late now. That old? Thaddeus Young. I uh, look, I, I wouldn't mind him over some of the dudes that, that we had. Oh, no, no. He's way better than the guys we had. He's way yeah, better. I mean, He's look, way better. Uh, if Udonis Haslam still has a contract, I don't see why Thad Young can't come. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, player, coach. 
And, and that's the thing is that uh, Haslam is just there to fucking give someone a black eye. He's like, I'm just here for my six fouls. That's it. Uh, we, we got PJ Tucker, who's been uh, linked to the Bulls as well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a dog right there. Yeah. Uh, Patty Mills. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of one more. There's one more guy I know we were talking about, but uh, uh, the, the kid from uh, New York, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you also have like Miles Bridges, Bobby Portis. Um, uh, uh, Bobby Portis resigned already. He, did he? Yeah, hell yeah, he's gonna stay. Bobby Poor is gonna stay in in, uh, in Milwaukee forever. I mean, that's his best fit. I mean, he he doesn't have to be a superstar, and he can do his you know his double double every every night. So, um, yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge is still playing. Jesus, I thought he retired. Yeah, well, <laughs> you got to remember when he was drafted when Tyrus Thomas was uh was still <laughs> was still uh, uh when he was drafted that same year. That's that's the crazy thing, Tyrus freaking Thomas. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that you Dallas has them as well. Same thing, Cameron Anthony. That's a whole that whole class over there. But I so mean, there's, now, there's, there's, here's, there's, a, yeah, here's an interesting name that just popped up uh, about 45 minutes ago on on, uh, on Monday evening. Five time All Star John Wall is going to secure a buyout with the Rockets and become no. a unrestricted free agent. That's going to be real interesting to see where he goes. It's not going to be to a team like the Bulls. I mean, I don't think the Bulls are going to bite on him. But I mean, you look up and down the list. Another player that's going to be a free agent. I think he. He might have taken the money. He talked about it. Uh, Bradley Beal. Um, yeah, Thad Young. You know, there, there, there's players out there. But I mean, like, we, the movement that we're going to see right now. Montrell Harrell just got popped for having some weed in his car, which is bullshit this day and age. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Tucker is, is another player that I would love to see on the Bulls. Yeah. But, uh, but a couple of guys that uh, that the Bulls have been interested in is uh, the, the one name that we did see was uh, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is a, is a big guy. Um, he is a young guy. He's only, like, 24 um, and that's definitely a guy that could fit in on this team really easily. Um, and I think between him and Aiton, I mean, he's a guy that could fly under the radar. Uh, we heard a lot of noise about uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. There's no movement on that. So, look, I mean, I, there are players out there that you can bring in um, uh, and, and see what see what you can do. I mean, you know, again, when you go further and further down the list, a lot of these guys are just old, right? That's just what it is. Oladipo is another player that that's, they were looking at at one that was, point. Yeah. So. I'd like to see I, I would not mind seeing Victor Oladipo on the Bulls at all that's one guy that I talked about before and I think he'd be a good fit for this team because don't forget a couple years ago he was the best player on the Pacers he kind of bet on himself he busted up his knee but I think he can still play at a high level in this league especially coming off the bench yeah that was the name I was waiting for you to finish your thought to, to come up and talk about I mean like you said he led my, uh, Indiana for a while and and uh, I think he's a good he's a good player um, he is 30 years old, and I think that's a perfect age with a bunch of young guys. Um, he's a small guard, so he can come off the bench, or if he has to start, he can start. Another good name, <clears throat> and this might be a project, but Gary Payton the second. He played pretty well. Gary, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played pretty well for Golden State in his, his limited minutes. Um, I mean, he didn't have an all-star game every game, but you know the defense is going to be there, and uh, he can he can run an offense. So, I mean, that's another person that I, I would like to see that they, they can, uh, you know, snaggle up. Uh, um, uh, your boy Matt Thomas is a free agent, bro. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> you know, one, one name, not he's not going to be linked to the Bulls, but one name that I'm very interested in seeing uh, what is going to happen with is Jalen Brunson. Um, I kind of hope that Dallas brings back because I like what he did over there. I liked him being matched up with Luka. 
um, and his dad played in, in the league for a long time. So he's one guy. That's a name. That's a name that that uh, we we're, we're hearing in the circles. But I mean, you know, I, I think what it is is that over time we get so distracted with uh, all the other you know uh, entertainment choices out there, whether it's sports, Netflix, you know, Hulu, all this other stuff that you got going on. I mean, we kind of forget about some of these names, and and we and also we we just keep hearing the regurgitation of the same names, Westbrook. Harden, uh, uh, LeBron James, KD. I mean, aren't y'all tired of talking about these four or five motherfuckers like every single day? There is so many players out there, and y'all choose to be boring. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. You know what's gonna? You know what's really, really not boring? Oh, I know. The Chicago Chicago Sky, Sky, baby. The Chicago Sky are 13 and 5 this season in first place, right where they should be because they just won the chip. So they're out there to prove that they are still the best team in the WNBA. They've been playing great basketball, and Courtney Vanderstoot was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week this week. So congrats to her for busting her ass and showing the WNBA what it should what it takes to be up on top. Coach James Wade was also named All-Star Coach this week, and the All-Star Game is in Chicago this year. Are you going to that? No, I mean, I, why not? Let's go. Uh, okay. Hey, okay. I wouldn't expect you to say yeah. Don't threaten me with a fucking good time. <laughs> so the accolades yeah. keep keep coming in for Chicago Sky. <laughs> it is time to support this team, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, they are the only winning team in Chicago. Okay, let's gotcha. put let's put facts where facts are. The men's team are sucking it up, and hey. those, these women are just showing out and showing you what it takes to be a winning organization. I, look, I, hey. Not all the men's teams are, are stuck in up, bro. There is one team. One? There is one team that cut my trip to the flea market. <laughs> that's what you're upset about. That's what you're upset about. Trip short, and that's the Chicago Bull, uh, Chicago Wolves. Look at that. They rhyme. The Chicago Wolves because they won their third Calder Cup trophy and the first from since 2008 after beating the Springfield Thunderbirds. 4-0 in Game 5 of the AHL Championship Series. Uh, it marks the first AHL title awarded in the COVID-19 era with the 2020 and 2021 championships not taking place. Uh, the Wolves, which are the AHL affiliate of the Hurricanes for the first time, they went 14-4 and in the playoffs and former NHL forward Josh Lavio, late Lavio, uh, Lavia, uh, winning the playoff MVP award with 15 goals, 29 points in 18 games, a higher total than anyone over the past 14 years. Yeah, let's do that hockey. <laughs> let's do that hockey, baby. We got a winner over here. And guess what? I'm so glad they won because that means my flea market comes back. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what you're worried about. No, the Chicago Wolves have been a, a great organization. Um, they are, haven't always won, and I think a lot of it was because they get bounced around, kind of like baseball, where you get your affiliate, and it's you know you get a couple years, and then they move you over because they were the affiliate for, I think, believe it was Atlanta uh, before they were for they Carolina. Were, yeah, they, they were they, they were the, one of the affiliates for the Blackhawks too because they got the Rockford Ice Hogs, and they kind of went back and forth. I mean, that was a big rivalry with the, the Ice Hogs and the Wolves for a while. Yeah. But I mean, like, look, it's a Chicago team. Here, here's the most amazing thing about this in a team in, in a city where we have when you include the sky six professional teams you're sitting there that a team that is based out of chicago is still a minor league affiliate of another 
franchise, right? That's just amazing. That just tells you the impact of sports in Chicago, the, the landscape of sports in Chicago. We're extremely spoiled here, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you take advantage of all your sports options in the city. Yeah, there, there's always something to do. Like, if you're not watching, you know, the Wolves, who are a minor league affiliate, you can go watch the Chicago Dogs. They're, they're a minor league affiliate as well. So, um, it, it's time to go out. It's summer. Go do something. Go support some of these teams. Go support the, uh, the Chicago Sky, who are killing it right now. Um, they need that support. Obviously, we know, we understand what Title IX, we talked about that, how important it is. So, it is important to support the women's teams as much as you support the men's teams. And we'll we'll be at the uh, the dogs game for our our softball team. They do that uh, the little league game uh, where they celebrate uh, youth sports, youth uh, baseball, and softball every year. So we'll be up there pretty soon too. If you haven't been to a dogs game, that's a fun time. It's not it, it, it's a very very family friendly park. You still got all your your traditional baseball fixings, your beer, your hot dogs, all that good stuff. Their hats are actually pretty dope if you're a hat guy like me. Mm-hmm. So go and check them out. I mean, it, it's right here. It's 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 easy to get to, and you also got the Chicago bandits that play right there in rosemont as well so i mean look if, if you have a a, a child a, a niece nephew son daughter whatever it is that plays uh youth sports specifically baseball and softball you got minor league options right here even if that's the highest level you achieve you are still a professional player so go out there support your local teams and check them out all right fans let's take a pause for the cause and we'll be right back with the bottom line after a quick word from our sponsors this is chicago doors open on the left at chicago Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, once again, of course, it is Chicago baseball. So, E, what's going on with the Cubbies? Baby, as I said last week, we went down to the STL St. Louis. For those who don't know, we went to go celebrate episode 100 by going to see the Cubs and Cardinals in St. Louis. Thanks to my lovely wife. And uh, while you rode down solo with your Jeep life, Mike Logic and I rode down all the way through the storm celebrating the Purple Storm, which is the name of my <laughs> softball team. That's what's up. So we, we we literally left the championship 930 at night, cruised all the way down, and I didn't drive. Thank God Mike Logic uh, 
picked up the phone and says, hey, you're riding with me. Unfortunately, Giganto was not able to make it, even though he was scheduled to make the trip. So uh, Mike Logic uh, swooped in, played uh, Captain Save a Ho and saved my ass because uh, well, I was stuck there at that, that game. And I really, I really had no way to get down at that point. But uh, yeah, I mean, but it rained a whole fucking rip coming down 70. Uh, all that little loop right there. When I showed my wife the actual radar, it literally followed the route. So that was a little bit frustrating, especially that late in the night. Uh, but look, um, we rolled all the way through. We got in very late uh, 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 Sunday morning, like 3.30 morning. But it was worth it. Hanging out with my homies, going to drink some beers, seeing a cool stadium, a little bit of herbal refreshments for y'all, <laughs> sharing the love, uh, and you know, just relax for a bit. It was it was it was a lot. It was a lot of fun, man. I wish we had more time. I wish we could have done like a Thursday through Sunday type of trip, which we could probably do next time in a better city than St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think we had a good time. No, it was definitely a good time. I mean, I know that you know that responsibilities come first and foremost, so we understand why you you had to take a little bit longer. Uh, Shout out to Gigantor because it, it is his birthday. So uh, happy birthday, Gigantor. And I know you would have had a great happy time. Birthday. Yeah, you would have had a great time with us. Um, and, that, you know, the whole thing was you know, your wife and his idea to put all this stuff together. So um, it, it's sad that he had to work and he was committed. But, you know, that's life. You know, that's life of an adult. But for, for me, I mean, I had to leave early because I had to make arrangements for my dog. I don't have a family that just sits in my place and takes care of my dog. I don't have that luxury. So I had to make arrangements and uh, I had to drive and do all that stuff. So um, I drove early. I don't like driving at night. I, it's a really pet peeve of mine. I don't like, especially if I don't know where I'm going, I don't like to drive at night. Um, so I had to drive early and get down there. It was a smooth drive for me. The only thing I did notice is that I went to like three gas stations that had no attendance and you can't pump gas if there's no attendance. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. Is that like a legal thing, or is just, like just I have excuse, I, I have no idea. But it was it's you know it's the uh, uh, the new world right now. Like oh we're we're short handed and uh, sorry for the inconvenience, but you can't pump gas. And I'm like, well, I got about a quarter of a tank, so I got to find another gas station really quickly because uh, I don't want to be stuck here in the middle of Illinois, uh, not yeah. knowing what the hell we're doing. But got to the whole. Yeah, yeah, Jeep life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't, have, I don't, I don't have that gas mileage that you, uh, European and and Asian cars have. Um, I definitely, definitely uh, got to the city. It was cool because the drive up from the uh, from the expressways when you're getting up to St. Louis, you see the arch. And then you drive around all the way around St. Louis to the expressway, and then you see the arch again. You get a nice view of their downtown, and I was like, definitely not impressed with their downtown. I'm like, this is all you have. It, it's a small little town, and my favorite part, one of my favorite parts about the trip, is that when we're at the hotel, right, we get we grab the Uber to go over to the uh, to the stadium. The cool thing about that is that when you ride up and and come into town, you're right up against uh, the the uh, Bush Stadium, and, and it makes it look massive. I mean, they did a really good job of the way they set it up over there. But the funny thing was that we're sitting there bullshitting with the driver a little bit, and he was like, "Yeah, and there's the arch, the most useless fucking thing in the world." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit." And you live here, yeah. So I, and we, what would we talk about the bean? And he was like, "Oh, okay, I saw the bean. I don't get it." And I'm like, "Yeah, you don't get it. The whole point, we, the name of it. it for those who don't know, if you never paid attention, it's called the Cloud Gate. Because when you stand there, you can literally see the entire sky behind you. That's the whole point of that sculpture. It's not just, hey, look, someone dropped a kidney bean. That's not how it works. But if you don't get it, you don't get it. 
Uh, one thing that we did get was a win for the Cubs. They ended up taking two out of three against the Cardinals with a 6-5 walk-off in the extras on Sunday. And you know, look, we know there's not much going on for the Northsiders this season, but it's always great to knock around the stupid-ass Redbirds. Uh, that was uh, one thing, like I said, I'll give it to the Cardinals. They got a really, really cool stadium. Uh, uh, the layout was really nice. I mean, it was just, I literally just was just at Yankee Stadium, what, three weeks ago? Mm-hmm. This, I, I would go back to Bush a hundred times before I ever went back to Yankee Stadium. It is, it's it's up there. I mean, I got to put that in the top five right now. I mean, it, it's it's very well constructed and, it, and it, it's under 20 years old. Uh, you look at it, uh, it's very easy to get to by public transportation or the expressway or just driving up to it. There's parking lots. Um, walking in was simple. There really wasn't, yeah. like, the, the security stuff was like, everyone's just walking in orderly and without an issue. And I'm like, why can't we get this at Wrigley or, or, or at the cell where we can walk in in orderly fashion, not wait 45 minutes to get into the ballpark? Well, I mean, you you can't. There's just not that many entrances at, at Wrigley compared to what they had there. I mean, like you know, you got your bleacher section, which we didn't even realize where we we came in through the main gate where they had the uh, the big uh, um, the big sculpture there right in the front. Um, and I think it was what left field where we came in, and that's just kind of the main entrance. It's just the way that they kind of let it up when you see uh, uh, the stadium itself, the main entrance. It was really nice, just in general. I mean, like they they definitely took a, a page out of the Cubs book by kind of building their own rooftops directly across from the outfield right there. I think I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, we we ended up I think we left what right at the end of the of the official nine innings, and we saw the, the extra inning right in the bar, literally across the street from the stadium, where you can actually just sit there and still look inside the stadium you're Mm -hmm. right there um so everything was super accessible it was just it was just very well thought out and it was one of the it's got to be like the highlight of st louis i don't think they do anything else better than that yeah um, we talked about it with some of the uber riders that you know it it was a football town for a bit but no one started showing up so everyone transitioned over the baseball when it started winning um, they do have it's a- always been a baseball town. That's always always been a baseball time. They just did not pay. They they didn't care because you got to remember that 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 football team when they got the Rams that was a transplant from LA when they brought them there in the first yeah, place. It was. So they're just like, all right, we rented them for a couple of years, didn't work out. You can have them back. Yeah, they they, they were a transplant, but it's it, it's a baseball team, a baseball city, and a hockey city because the Blues are one of they're they're yeah. always packed as well. So that's what they got going on there there's not much you know nothing else really going on i mean the complex outside is very very inviting um they close off the little street you can walk up and down there is the uh, we were at the budweiser brew house um and we were at one of four bars and one of the bars we can see the stadium and see you see inside but the bar behind us was gigantic it was like a, it's like, all it's all it's all interconnected. I mean, I think it's just what section of it they call it, right? Yeah. And it was you know what it reminded me of a lot of was uh, uh, Joe's on, yes. on uh, oh, Joe's but, live and Joe's Rosemont. live. Yes, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, right there. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it was it was a good time. The Cubs pull off the W. They got the uh, they got the series win over the Cards, and I, like I said, we brought the purple storm down to St. Louis and we took that W. But uh, you know, you you want to talk about bad things? Let, let's move over to bad things. Oh boy, look. The Cubs ain't doing good. I, I think we know that it's they're in a free fall. Um, 
Jed Hoyer came out. He made the rounds on radio last week, and he faced a lot of tough questions regarding the current season as well as the future of the Cubs. You know, a lot of people, fans and media included, feel like Jed's in over his head. And while others still kind of lean on him to be a disciple of, of Theo Epstein's ideals, right? So, I mean, like, we're still looking at some of the – there's a few pieces left over from the, uh, the Jed era. But, I mean, a lot of these moves are directly uh, linked to Jed Hoyer. Um, this is from Fansided. The Cubs president of baseball operations chatted with 670 the score last Tuesday, hitting a ton of the same talking points, which unfortunately did little to give us uh, any real idea of what the months and years ahead uh, will look like. He said, as far as the timing, I do feel like there's such an area where I have to have some humility. As cliche as it is sometimes, you try to build it brick by brick and create the great foundation of young talent. You try to keep as much powder dry financially as you can so that when those prospects are here, you can really maximize that. You have financial currency, you have prospect currency. It's really important to be as healthy as possible in both. I know that the money will be there when the time is right to be aggressive again. Now, here's the thing. I think that the issue here is that a lot of people expected the Cubs to be buyers after they traded off most of that remaining 2016 uh, Cubs uh, World Championship roster last year. And, uh, you know, we also expected uh, them to be buyers in free agency. They brought in a few players, but they didn't bring in many, right? You got Wade Miley. You got Marcus Stroman. This was a weird year, too, because you had that lockout, right? So, I mean, we really didn't see where the chips were going to fall until later. There was still hope that the Cubs might bring back Anthony Rizzo before he went back to the Yankees. There was talk about them trying to go back after Chris Bryant and before he ended up in Colorado for some unknown reason. Uh, Baez signed before the lockout, right? So, I mean, like, one of the big things is that we expect them to go, I, I did, I did, expect them to go after Carlos Correa. It did not happen. And one of the big things that that a lot of people are pissed off about is David Ross every day putting fucking Hayward in the lineup. And and one of the things that they're kind of saying, why is he there? I got to pay him anyway. I'm going to pay him. I might as well play him. A lot of these guys that they're bringing up, half the team is rookies. They're, they've played games this season where half of the roster on that, sing, uh, on that particular day is all rookies. They had Killian, who was one of the guys they brought in for Bryant. He came up, had a good first start, sucked after that. So give these guys the time. I already talked about staying in your lane. If you are this level, play this level so you get better. Why would you bring up a lot of the young guys and throw them to the wolves right away? That's not going to make them better. So I need to give them time. This season, ain't they ain't doing shit. I, if you're gonna have to pay Jason Hayward anyway, you might as well let him play. Yeah, it's it's very similar to NFL where you have let's say an older older veteran and you're paying him 25 million a year, and then you you draft a, a hot shot rookie, and he's gonna be your future, but he's only getting paid you know four million a year or whatever it is. You're still gonna pay. You're still gonna put the veteran who's getting paid the most out there first. That's just a, a respect for him being an elder statement. A respect as, as as a team leader, because he is the team leader, uh, he's him and 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 your coach are, are pretty much uh, your team leaders there because everyone else is pretty young. Um, but you look at you did sign Seiya Suzuki, which we, we made a splash and made it kind of exciting. He's still on the the IL with I uh, believe the thumb injury, um, ring finger. Yeah, it was a ring finger. Same difference. 
Um, still can't play. Wilson Contreras is having a hell of a season. Arbitration and all that um, has been settled. Um, but again, like you said, you got to keep him from the cornerstone. I do. I think he's a great for the team. I think he should be a cub for the rest of his life. But if I'm an organization that needs to build and wants to turn around quickly, then you flip him for assets if you can get the assets that you want. You're not just going to flip him to flip him. You're going to flip him to build the team. Okay. You got Christopher Morel. He's doing great. I mean, he didn't do great uh, uh, on Sunday when we were there, but he's been playing pretty well. Um, he's one of my one of my you know one of the players I do watch on the Cubs. Uh, Stroman, I don't have faith in Hayward. You already talked about him. Wisdom is back. Hap is okay. Schwindel's meh. Magic goes mm. Horner. Mm. Hendricks is Hendricks. Nothing wrong with Hendricks. He's having a you know mediocre season. Revis meh. Keegan Thompson. He does great skits on Again, we, I mean, we, we talked about that. That's the thing is that most of these guys are minor league players, right? Keegan Thompson's Keegan Thompson might be my favorite uh, pitcher on the Cubs right now because, you know, you got Stroman not doing nothing right now because he can't, he's not healthy. Seiya Suzuki is the other player that they really went after that I, I, I honestly don't know how they landed landed him. I don't know if they sold him a bill of goods that they not they have not been able to uh, uh you know uh cash in on yet. But I mean it is what it is. And and you like I said, the players that they did bring in are, they can't stay healthy. So when we talk about, you know, the, the the White Sox being snake bitten by injury, the Cubs are in the same boat, right? And we're seeing that up and down because I don't know if it's because of the lockout, because they haven't had as much time to get their bodies right to get ready for the season. That's a, that's probably a big factor. And it's not gonna get any better as as the season goes along. Right, because I mean, like, even when you do bring these players back, again, you're lacking your um, conditioning, you're lacking your playing time, you're lacking your your all that stuff that take you up to that that part of the season, dog days or, or not, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, Wade Miley is a guy that needs to be put out to pasture. I mean, that guy just needs to take a seat and just on Viaggi, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he needs the Keiko treatment. Well, I don't know if they. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen because the thing is, is that he's injured versus like just being shitty. Like <laughs> that's the difference. But uh, hey, I, I saw your boy Kaiko got a start for the D backs the other day. Well, he's on the right team. He's a D bag. Back, I said back. I oh, oh, my bad. I, I couldn't hear you with the zoom. You know, just sometimes it doesn't come across. Better zoom your ears and listen to what fuck I'm saying because I'm, <laughs> I'm asking you a question right now. Yes, sir. What's going on on the so site? White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. We're with you all the way. Oh, yes, the White Sox. The White Sox continue to be the walking wounded with the loss of Danny Mendick. So, E, yeah. you're going to have to hope for Burger to get hot. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Callbacks. Callbacks. Hey, hey, you know. Uh, the Sox took one on the chin <laughs> this past weekend. We're just holding in it right now. Like the men dick, the chin. Just keep going. Keep digging <laughs> it hole deeper. Keep digging it hole. You know? I, 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 you, you talking about I don't like to drive it now. I know why you got the SDL a little bit early. I know what happened there. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't let me finish my story, so we're not even going to address it now. Um, <laughs> we're past it now. Uh, yeah, this, this past weekend, they lost to the Orioles by only scoring seven runs in four games. The Orioles showed that by playing fundamental baseball, he's getting men on, stealing bases, making sacrifices, and playing good defense will beat any team. This team beat the Yankees. They whooped on the Cubs. They whooped on the Sox by playing that fundamental. 
what a, what a concept. Uh, what a concept. Is, isn't that what won you a championship? Playing fundamental baseball or softball? Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, that that's that's exactly how you do it. I mean, fundamentals are, again, You when we talk about building blocks, we be as cliche as you want, but I mean, that is the, the base, right? If you don't do the fundamentals, nothing else that you do matters, right? You could be the, 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 the most, have the most intelligent, uh, uh, you know, IQ of baseball or softball or whatever sport that you're playing. But if you don't do the fundamentals, it doesn't matter the rest. That's exactly right. We just talked about laying down the foundation. And that's how Danny Mendick got hurt. We had a kid that came up. We just called him up for a A. He's playing over there in left field. I don't even want to know his name because he, he caused this injury. He did not call off Danny Mendick. He did not call off the rest of the players. If there's no communication, this is why you guys get hurt. Lou Bob, Eloy, uh, 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 Adam Engel, all those guys in the outfield have to communicate with the infield when there's a pop fly. This isn't the first, the second, the third, or even the fourth time this season where there's been collisions on a pop fly. This is just ridiculous. And this is, goes all back to laying the foundation of your coaching staff. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to identify ourselves as a baseball team going forward, right? And you'll see baseball teams take the personality of their coach or coaches. And this is what I'm talking about. You're, you're playing asleep. You're not there. Well, the White Sox already have a, a, a long list of injured players. All right. So now what they're doing is they're taking steps to make sure it doesn't grow more. Manager Tony Larusa said on this past Saturday and told reporters that several White Sox veterans are playing under trainer instructions that if they make a routine out, they could slow it down running to first base. Larusa, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. First of all, nothing that Larusa does is quick. Whether it's thinking, eating. It's been like 80 years since he did anything quick. Shit. I mean, like, I feel like I have to slow down my cadence just in case he hears this and he doesn't quite catch what I'm saying the first time around. But yeah, uh, uh, look, uh, can someone take away grandpa's clicker? I mean, get the fuck. This guy is so fucking frustrating. Look, I'm sure. I'm positive right now that somewhere on some station that only seven people watch because those are the only people alive, there is a Matt Locke marathon that's on calling his name. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of there and let him, let him, he's, he, I feel like he's losing dignity, right? Yeah. It just, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really bad. And, you know, there, there's been 10 players on and off the injured list. Uh, and so they're getting instructions. You're looking at Tim Anderson. So you're telling Tim Anderson not to run hard to first. Uh, AJ Pollock, not to run hard to first. Lou Bob, Andrew Vaughn, Jose Obreu. You're telling all these guys not to run hard to first. You know when you get when you get hurt the most? When you're yep. when you're thinking about stuff. When you're like, oh, I tell you, go ahead. I'll tell you right now, that is one of the biggest things when I tell, because I, I, I coach first base. Run through, through the base. The base. Run through the back of the fucking outfield if yes. you need to, but yep. keep running straight. As long as you stay straight, you will be safe. Just yes. run through. If you try to stop right there in first, and I'm watching your ankle over at home, and you're here, that's when it's going to be a problem. Because I'm not picking up the wings ankle. I promise you. Yep, you're either you know you know twist an ankle, you're going to blow out a knee, or you're going to pull a hammy. And guess what? You see a lot of hamstring issues with the White Sox with. Uh, our boy Yoan Mankara, you had Adam Engel with the nagging injury for the past four or five years. Both of those guys with hamstring injuries. Put them in hot yoga, stretch them the fuck out for four hours before they come to the game, 
and then let them play. If they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing off the field and taking care of their body, it's showing up on the field because they can't stay healthy. You know, the, the funny thing is, is that the Cubs got rid of the GOAT. Maybe the Sox need the GOAT. They need the GOAT yoga where they stand their back and all that shit. You, remember, you, you ever seen that? No, but I want to hit yo-yo with a fucking yo-yo right now. Or strangle uh, him. No, don't hit him with a yo-yo. Just leave him down. Because that's the thing. He loves to go down. Let him stay down. I, 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 it, this is a frustrating fucking team. Yes. There is, this is so... I, I, look, you know damn well I won't just talk about the Sox to talk about the Sox. I won't talk shit about him just to talk shit. I'm going to talk shit if your organization is just not doing what it's needing to do to keep your players healthy, to keep your players uh, loose. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the expectations on this team that they're tight. I don't know if it, it's just something mental. I mean, like you look at you look at your boy, the uh, the porn star, and he's Whoa. killing it, right? Dylan Cease, he's oh. been fantastic. But the rest of the team, even Kai, uh, not Keiko, uh, um, what, 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 Lance Lynn, man? huh? Lance Lynn, no, Man Bun. What's his name? Oh, uh, um, Kopech. That guy. I mean, that guy is fr- he, he's frustrating because he gets his own in his own damn head. Yeah, you know he does mean? get in his own head. He gets in his own head, and you see him get all flustered and shit. Most definitely, I mean, but we knew that 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 was that he was a hot headed when we drafted him, or when, I'm sorry, when we traded for him. Um, you had Andrew Vaughn, who's got, uh, um, he's got, what is this, what is his fucking name? He's got Mike Trout numbers right now. His numbers yeah. are very similar to Mike Trout, and what that's going to be fucked up is that he might not get him to the All Star game because he's not a household name, because he's not a superstar, and he's not flashy. He he plays pretty much like Mike Trout. He just does his business. Um, and, and that's going to be sad. You got Dylan Cease with the porn stash. Uh, he had 13 strikeouts the other day. Uh, Lance Lynn had eight strikeouts. Quato had like seven or eight strikeouts the other day as well. You've got players that are doing well. Josh Harrison. You got, you got pitchers that are doing their job yes. and the rest ain't. Yeah, the pitchers that are doing their job. It's just the hitting is, is just not there. Well, Giolito's having a shitty year right now. He's giving up. That, and his curveball is, and, uh, and his off-beat shit is just hanging in there for home runs. And you, it's been pathetic. But you got players like Josh Harrison that we picked up just to fill in the roles, been playing all mm-hmm. the time. They had him in left on Sunday because they didn't have an, an extra left fielder. So he's played 50 games in his career at left, and he's playing left out there. And Lewis is like, I don't care if you can't catch the ball. We need your offense. He's hitting like I mean, 200. Look, he, had, he had a walk-off the other day. He had a walk-off the other day, and they I, celebrated him. And that's I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, you know what I mean? Anyone can hit a walk-off, right? I mean, it, 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 you can call it a clutch gene. You can call that whatever you want. But, I mean, it was a nice moment for him to be celebrated. A guy that's been a little bit, uh, you know, on the ropes with the rest of the team. A guy that's not really part of the team yet, if that makes sense, when you look at the rest of this roster. And uh, if he's not playing up to up to the uh, potential that they need. I mean, they've been struggling to try to figure out who's going to play second base for a while now. So they're just doing plug and play at this point. So, I mean, the fact that you got a guy like Josh Harrison coming in there and, uh, you know, having that great moment with his teammates that's helpful to him but i mean uh, up and down the roster you look at, at all the guys again you have guys that go down other guys that are supposed to be stars on this team supposed to be leaders on this team have to step up and they are not no they're definitely not danny mendick should have been the second baseman to start the beginning of the season but they went with larry garcia and larry garcia is having the worst career uh, year of his career right now after the best year of his career last year he's literally dropping the ball in the outfield like simple pop-ups, simple pop-ups, or even so, on the exchange. The, the funny thing is, is that, you know, we, we I'll give you a player comparison when you look at your your boy Larry versus uh, um, Rodon. You got two guys who had basically career years, right? 
one you decide to let go one you decide to keep they kept the wrong one they definitely kept the wrong one i wanted carlos back i mean <laughs> i thought he was a phenomenal for, for what they paid him that's a little risky but still yeah i mean right now he's got a six and four record with a 2.70 era in 14 games um 80 innings pitch 101 strikeouts so um he that's, that's nice little number two number three numbers that's where i wanted him i didn't i don't want him as the number one we got we got number ones I mean, we're fine. Cease C- is your number one. I've been saying he's got the most filthiest stuff on the staff anyway. So everyone yeah, else. Your boy, your boy Giolito's been playing like number two. He's, he's more like a three right now. He, he's like a three right now. He, like um, number two is poop. Get it? Yeah, I just allowed the dad joke to simmer there. <laughs> All right. This month is the put up or shut up month, the month of July with games against the Angels tonight. Uh, Rodon and the Giants are, are right after that. And then they come home to the Twinkies the following weekend. These bodies need to get healthy. They need to produce. Moncada and Eloy especially. These guys are the ones we traded for to start and sign to start the rebuild. These are the, the cornerstones of the rebuild, and they're not producing because they cannot stay on the field. Defense has to be a priority. Les Leary. Hey, get the kid Sosa up there, the one we just brought up from A. You know what? I'd rather see give him a chance at second base and see what he can do because Larry is not cutting it. So he can't be any worse. All right. You just can't be any worse. Coaching, you gotta be awake to coach. It's this very simple fundamental thing to do. You've got to have your eyes open. You gotta be paying attention. All right. So take your metal musical after you finish coaching. All right. And then you can go to sleep. Okay. But don't go to sleep during work. You can't do that. Okay. So you cannot be asleep. Uh, you got to plan for situations. Even if you're shorthanded, it doesn't matter. Plan for situations. You, As a coach, you plan for situations that will never happen, but they're in your brain just in case they do happen because you're supposed to be the one prepared for everything. These players need to be held accountable either by Rick Hahn or by somebody in a fucking dugout. Where is the leadership? If it's not fucking uh, TLR, it's got to be one of the veterans that holds everyone accountable for hustling down the fucking first, for catching a pop fly, for calling everybody off. Obreu, you've been there the longest. Let's go. Step up, bro. You can speak English. I've heard you speak English. You don't want to speak to the media in English? That's fine. But you speak English. Tell these motherfuckers to start playing and start hitting the ball and catching the ball and start playing like a bunch of pussies. Look, I've said it once and I'll say it before, you need leaders on this team. Number one example is Abreu. If you're going to need a leader on the team, the guy that's at this point the elder statesman of the team, the guy that's been there the longest, the Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago White Sox, needs to be the guy that steps up. And, and, and this is a very Latin team. You can't tell me these boys don't know what the fuck he's saying. So he needs to be the one to step up there. Someone needs to get TLR, give him a cup of fucking Sanka, and wake the fuck up, bro. Like, you don't even know who the players are on your team now. You don't know, oh, well, there's a, 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 a there's like a four, 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 five guys that we tell them not to, to, to run hard. Um, um, there, 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 there's a, a, a Billy and there's a, 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 a Jimmy. This motherfucker don't even know where he is so even when you do bring up the young guys he doesn't even know who they are either he's never seen them he doesn't know their names so this guy again I, i'm so sick and tired of Tony the russa i hope i hope rick john rick 
Khan fires him so that he can go somewhere else because if once he fires him, like I said, he is going to be the most wanted uh, GM in the whole league because he had the balls to stand up to Jerry Reinsdorf. But again, it's put up a shut up time like Z said. It is time to get your shit together. Yo, yo, time to be up instead of down. Eloy, get your shit together. The whole team, your training staff who was already fired, figure out what you got to do because it's either now or it's never. And that's the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, you know what time it is. Uh-oh. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, E. It's your turn. What you got? Yeah, so speaking of Sanka, Sanka, yes or no? Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Now you 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 uh, you found something. That, first of all, let me let me say something about the uh, the food in St. Louis. Oh boy! Um, eat somewhere else. That shit was garbage. Whether it was in a stadium, that fucking bratwurst that maybe uh, take a shit right there. Let me tell you something about about that stadium, where When I talked uh, I talked before on the show about when we were there a few years ago, and I I was kind of drunk, uh, you know young dumb and full of piss i had to take a piss real bad i tried real hard to go take a piss on the outside of uh bush stadium there my wife says you better not because they might have cameras and uh so i didn't uh, so this time when i went the one of the first things she asked me she goes hey did you take a piss on it i said nope but i took a shit in it so i did my job of uh, uh contributing to the st louis sewer system at bush stadium because uh their fucking bratwurst gave me the shits it was terrible it was also very hot but i don't know that if that's why it slid through me like a hot <laughs> knife through butter anyway we went to that that uh that restaurant right across the street uh that was it the the 
beer time or whatever it was that was uh, uh that was another disaster the coolest thing that, about that stadium is that because it's a beer stadium they had 157 different types of beers there uh you walk right in go up to the cooler grab your beer and, and that was pretty cool but uh yeah if you ever go to st louis uh eat somewhere else first because you're gonna be really disappointed um speaking of disappointed what was the uh what was the the summertime treat that you found this week oh my god so i found this on the interweb and i know you're not gonna like it i know you're not gonna like it but i'm gonna say it anyways these people have made ketchup popsicles nope nope, nope. No, i'm not doing we're not talking about ketchup bro we're not we are not coming back from st louis to talk about ketchup number one number two ketchup is fucking disgusting it is for fucking five-year-olds then you put it on their food to trick them to eat hey uh do you want something healthy uh, uh no what about this thing covered in red goop oh that's delicious you nasty motherfuckers people that oh I, you know who are the worst people on the planet the worst people on the planet were like hey uh you want to share order of fries sure and that shit comes to the table and they pull out that heinz and they smack the shit out of that back of that fucking glass bottle bloop, 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 and it just they just cover your fucking fries with that nasty red bullshit get the fuck out of here ketchup in any form shape flavor nada get the fuck out of here <laughs> all and right that's the bottom line <laughs> <laughs> Seems like uh, he needs a cup of Senka to calm his ass down. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 no I, I, you know what I think? I think those cheese fries are the ones that got to you because it was yeah, like. The cheese fries. The cheese fries were fine. The cheese fries tasted okay. I got to that bratwurst and I was like, uh-oh. It's coming I'm right hungry. back out. Bro, let me tell you something. That was the that was the the consistency of it. To, first of all, was weird. I should have known better. I should have known better. I should have stuck to them, stuck to them fucking cheese fries, and then chucked one of them, uh, chucked that bratwurst at a stupid Cardinals fan. Oh my gosh! See, been. I was I played it safe. I was like, you can't fuck up chicken tenders, so I'm gonna have chicken tenders. Uh, but chicken- guess what? When we went across the street, they fucked up chicken. Yeah. Fucked- well, I was how gonna bad, get to that. How bad. How bad was that shit? Tell, like, right. I didn't even try it because I was already shitting my brains out. Yeah, so we get over there and we're like, you know, we should eat before we go back on the road. Um, you know what? Let's get. I got wings, uh, bone in wings. And I'm like, uh, let me just get regular buffalo. I'm not gonna fuck around with your sauces because I don't. I'm not from around here, so I'm not. I don't know what the hell you put in your sauces. Uh, you got Mike Logic who got uh, chicken nuggets, um, and he he dipped in whatever sauce and. My food and his food came together, uh, and then we got your, your, your tater tots. First of all, let me tell you something. I love tots. Yes, I know that. Unless you put ketchup on it, then I'm going to hate you. <laughs> but I love tots. How do you fuck up tots? I mean, how do you not just... Uh, they were raw. They were raw. It's I mean, like they thawed them out and put them in the microwave. That shit was terrible. Yeah, how do you it, fuck up tots? I mean, you had about 12 tots, and you know, nine of them were raw. And uh, it was disgusting because you know when you get tots, you, you know the the texture it should be. It should be a little little crunchy on the outside and you, the, crispy. And, thank you. Yeah, crispy, crunchy, whatever. Not uh, the uh, same. Crisp. I'm gonna tell you the difference. Crispy is crisp on the outside. Crunchy is like hard to. You gotta. The whole thing is crunchy, right? The center is crunchy too, like uh, a rice crispy uh, treat. Yes, it says crispy name, but it has that consistency in the middle. Crispy is crisp on the outside, soft on the inside. Back to you. Thanks, E-Rock. All right. So uh, <laughs> as Mike Logic is is uh, looking at his food and I get my food, um, I look at E's uh, tots who are under well undercooked. And I'm like, hey, that's not cooked well. You should send those back. And, um, and then I grabbed my wing and my wings were ice cold after being cooked. 
And I looked at the waitress. I'm like, are you serious? So I, I, I tried to power through one of them. But the meat inside was just cold. Even the bone was cold. So that's how you can tell that food has been was staying there for a long time. And then I look over to Mike Logic, and he's already finished with his chicken nuggets after I just ate one wing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm sending this shit back. I Here's don't the care. Thing. Here's the thing I think we discovered about Mike Logic this week. He does not discriminate. If it is technically edible, he'll just eat it. That man killed that whole bagel sandwich before my shit. My shit was need fucking uh, cool enough to eat and he was like wiping his face how do you eat so fast <laughs> that, that was probably the best meal we had all, all, all weekend was the, that bagel <laughs> sandwich and, and you know that coffee shop literally you know it's just kind of like a starbucks where they put it in that that quick uh microwave yeah the microwave thing yeah right. so you know we get our bagel sandwich you know bacon egg and cheese and whatever and it's it comes in that little bag and you open it up and it's, it's steaming fucking hot the cheeses are coming off the off the bagel and uh you know the guys got their sandwiches first. I got my sandwich last. And by the time I got my sandwich and opened it up, Mike Lodges on his last fucking bite. I'm like, dude, you have a silver tongue or something? Like, this shit's burning hot. How are you eating this? They, they, did you even taste anything? Apparently not. Apparently he just, you know, just consumes stuff. He just swallows it like a fucking anaconda. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I'm going to let that one go. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> oh, come on. Not gonna do it. Never gonna do it. Never gonna do it. Oh man! All right. So look, we talked enough about sports, brother. I got a question. Yeah, yeah. What you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports, sir? Oh man, I was able to watch Westworld season four, episode one. It is nuts, nuts, nuts. Because now all those droids and all everything is just upside down. So no. All this stuff that used to be in a park is on the outside, and I didn't want to go into the scientific stuff into it because it's going to nerd everybody out. But watch Westworld. It is a very good show to watch. Very well written. Um, season one has Anthony Hopkins and, and a whole bunch of great actors, and then they're spread out throughout the seasons. And now they are in the real world and not, no longer in the park. So there's a war between the robots or droids and the regular people. So it's a very very well written show it's on hbo it is weekly on sunday nights so that's what i've been watching what about you um mostly uh softball and i'm really at that point of, uh, in in my life at this part of the summer in this part of the year where i have no idea what to do myself because now that softball's over something that consumes my life three to four nights a week I don't know what to do. I guess I have to do the honeydew list that's been sitting here waiting for me to get done for months. Uh, no, the, the one thing that I did finish up watching this week was The Circle. I talked about this uh, stupid, corny, cheesy reality show before. Uh, it's all the people that locked over. Uh, they're all in like this hotel uh, in rooms. They cannot see each other, and they only communicate through uh, their own little social media platform there. And uh, they vote to who, who they're going to kick off uh, every day. I don't know how long this show lasts. I don't know if it's two weeks, one week, whatever it is, because it seems like uh, it, it seems like a lot longer than it is. But I mean, I think it's only a two week period that they're in this thing, two three weeks. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I watched the end of season four. Um, I kind of just zoomed through. While I was laying around on a, a Saturday, waiting for that that game to start. Just that way, I could keep my mind off of it and not get nervous and not fuck up and 
destroy these kids' chance of winning a championship. So I, I found a way to found find a way to occupy my time with one of the silliest fucking possible things on the planet Earth. Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, Umbrella uh, Umbrella come uh, Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. is back. I gotta watch that. Uh, me and my daughter watch that, uh, so that's something that we'll be able to enjoy together. Uh, I believe Stranger Things will be back on the first. And one thing that we did do on Father's Day, which was really cool, we went to go to the uh, Stranger Things store. Uh, went over there, picked up a couple of things. Uh, the one T-shirt that I really wanted, uh, it was the arcade themed T-shirt from the arcade in the, uh, in the season three. Uh, because I work in the gaming industry, I really wanted that shirt so I could show up at a show. And they're like, "Hey, what arcade is that from?" I'm like, yeah. The so I didn't down. get that, but but I did pick up the Stranger Things vinyl soundtrack because that's what I do. Uh, there's no shock there. So it was just another thing to add to the collection. I haven't cracked it open yet. And one thing, uh, one thing that we did do that was pretty cool was that Kate Bush song that shot up to number one. Um, me and my daughter cranked it up loud, and we were singing that all the way home. So oh, can you give a us a little uh, sound bite of that? No, you cannot, sir. Uh, that's our time. That's 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 all we got for today's show. I, I can't. I can no longer provide any more soundtracks. That's as much uh, much of my voice you're gonna get this week. But uh, yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, uh, once again, uh, shout out to you for the celebration of over 100 episodes. Uh, shout out to everyone that's that was involved uh, with our, our process along the way. Shout out to Mike Logic for for manning the uh, manning the boat as we had to steer through the choppy waters on our way down to uh, St. Louis. Uh, shout out to Giganto for planning the whole thing, even though he couldn't be there with us. Shout out to my my wife Kim for putting it all together and putting up with us for the last two years. Shout out to Lindsey Boreas for being an amazing coach for the softball team. Shout out to Tom Geiger for helping uh, helping us bring it all together. And uh, um, along with, with myself, with Steve and his daughter coming over to the team that we're currently on. And, uh, you know, bringing, bringing this all, all together and being a championship home for the girls. It was just, it's been an amazing ride, whether it's been softball, whether it's been the show, whether it was uh, our ride down to St. Louis. So... Shout out to everyone, and, and shout out to you, brother. No, man, it's you know this is a a, a family that uh, that's been uh, a beautiful thing to experience. You know, uh, when I talk about the podcast and people see how I light up about it, and it, it's a passion of mine, a passion of yours. And you know, when I uh, when people hear it, like, oh, you guys are, sound great. I'm like, yeah, we've been friends for a long time, and, uh, and now we're married for two years. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we really are a married couple at this point. Uh, so uh, we've gone through our ups and downs and you know we have our frustrations but it's all part of growing I think uh, a lot of us that uh, when you start a new endeavor you have no idea what we, we were doing in the beginning and uh, you know we we we're, we found some success and we were able to get some guests that we would never think we would you know people said yes to us you know we're two local right. jamokes from you know Worker Park in Westtown and people are saying yeah we'll come on your show and I'm, we're like oh oh, this is amazing and you know me i get excited for like the first four or five hours and then you're like all right calm down while you interview them and you know <laughs> you know start breathing enunciate read correctly you know all, <laughs> all your little cues there so uh you know i get that and yeah i get geeked i again i, I for me i'm still you know the 14 year old boy who's still watching professional sports and thinking that they're larger than life so when someone a professional athlete says yes to us i i, I go back to that time because i am a sports nut I've always been a sports nut, and, and um, I, I want to continue to do this. I want to do a thousand more episodes, 
and, and, and continue to do this. So shout out to you for uh, always being in there and having my back and uh, always providing the uh, the sound uh, to bounce off of. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate let's let, let's not uh, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite Whoa. yet. Let's get some <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you get excited you know about I'm men dick, don't you? You know, you don't get that reference from Reservoir Dogs. Yes, I did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Z, thank you, fans, and uh, thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors: Six Hundred Six Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirt. Search for keyword "True Chicago" and use our promo code "TrueFan15" at checkout for fifteen percent off of your entire order. That's TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts right now. And you don't have to get just shirts. Let me tell you something. Uh, um. Grit Clothing Company has so much stuff. Uh, their 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 streetwear collection. They got glassware. They got all types of cool stuff. They're coming out with new stuff all the time. So you can use that promo code for the whole site. It's not just our stuff. Go and give them some love. I mean, they've been very good to us. Uh, you know, with our shirts, with our gear, with our merch. So give them some love. If, if you never checked them out, definitely go over to uh, gritclothingco.com and check out what they got. And uh, while you're over there, just buy a shirt. You know, you're there anyway. You might as well do it. And buy a hat. You know, the cool thing about the shirts that you're talking about, the streetwear, you can get the streets that you live on. So if there's a corner yep. like wherever you live, you live like Chicago and Damon, you can get that that put into the shirt. So you can personalize your street names. So that's pretty cool about that. And use the promo code TrueFan15 for 15% of your entire order. That's right. And don't forget to check out our guy Danny and his crew over at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech. And click on careers to apply today. The Shine Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out. Uh, check them out on social media. They have a lot of uh, really cool things going on. Uh, Shine Native Nights where they have uh, these showcases for local talent. And another really cool thing they have going on, a very special event live and direct. It's the Music in the Woods Music Festival coming up August 13th uh, at Big Bend Lake in the Plains, right off of Bender and Golf Road. Uh, Ideal Mike Logic, Fury, Green Lights Music, AM Early Morning, I Am God, and so, so much more. Sounds by DJ Hunt. Um, it, this is a really, really cool event. You got food vendors from all over the place. Um, it is just it, This is just a really cool event where they're out. In, you're outside enjoying nature in the middle of, of a lake. It's on this little island. It is just, it is badass. And if you love music, if you love music, uh, local talent this is the place you need to be go over to idealraps.com that's ideal i-d-e-a-l-r-a-p-s idealraps.com and go and get your tickets and have a great time yeah this is an all-day event you got zumba with nacho at 9 30 to 10 30 music performances follow at 11 all the way to 7 p.m this is an all ages event a ticket is needed for ages 12 and above food vendors merchandise vendors will be on site to get Get your food on, get your merchandise out, let a support local, local artist. And I'm pretty sure it will probably be 420 friendly. friendly. So, I mean, uh, if you're not a fan of the, uh, you know, 
the flower variety. I'm sure you can find something at your local dispensary that you can munch on and, and really, really enjoy all the beautiful trees around you. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, serious beats and custom made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs. Let us know what you think about the show. You're stirring the pop recommendations. Why does Z's hair look like to that today? Tell us what you think. <laughs> <laughs> We love hearing from our fans. You can also reach us at true Chicago sports fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all for big Z. This is E rock. We'll see you next week for episode one Oh three until then be good to each other for the love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.